Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. Today's episode is brought to you by Jabberdogs. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At Jabberdogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashek can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, Jabberdogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit Jabberdogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. Today's episode is part of a group session Mary Beth had with a group of friends who have kids at varying ages. This episode will feature Sarah's story, and we'll have the rest of the group recording in future episodes. I have a question about my six-year-old son, Evan. He's been really defiant lately. I mean, back-to-back defiance. I can just give an example. On Thursday, he was sitting in my front seat because we were in my daughter's ballet class, and I was in the back seat, and he had my keys. And I was like, don't start the car. You can sit there and pretend you're driving, but do not start the car. What does he do? He stuck the key in the ignition and started the car. And I was so angry. And I got even more angry because another mom had just pulled up. And my windows were open and she could hear me saying, don't start the car. Don't start the car. And of course, he started the car. And I'm just like, and I I don't know if I was like more upset because I I had an audience. You know what I mean? Like watching me. I can't believe you just did that. And I just told you to stop, not do that. So immediately I tell him, um, okay, you have some privileges taken away. No iPad for the weekend. I'm taking your Legos away. So then we go inside to drop off my daughter at ballet. And he found a lollipop in the front seat of my car. And I said, and he's like, can I have the lollipop? I was like, absolutely not. You started the car. You do not get that lollipop. Give the lollipop to me. He unwraps the lollipop. And I was like, give me the lollipop. And he's like, watch the trash can. I thought he was going to throw it away. He throws away the wrapper and puts the lollipop in his mouth. Oh boy. Okay. And again, I'm like, give me the lollipop. And he's smiling at me. My daughter and her friends are laughing. Other parents are trying not to watch because they're like, oh, this is awkward. And I'm pulling the lollipop out of his mouth. So it was like back to back defiance. I just six years old. I don't. Okay. All right. So a standard answer I'm going to give you, and you're not going to like the answer, but but it's nothing about the car. It's nothing about the lollipop. We got to figure out why this child, why this child is trying to tell you in so many words and not so many words, what's going on. His, his actions, his actions are clear that he is feeling so much like the world around him is crumbling. He's feeling like he has no control of anything. He has he feels like the the adults in his world are um, just telling him what to do and they're not hearing him. So can we kind of rewind just a little bit? Let's think back to the beginning of the school year, going until you started first grade. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. How's first grade been for him? Well, we started a new school. Okay. The first few weeks were rough, only because it was a new transition. You know, brand new friends and everything. And then now he loves it. I think. I mean, okay. yeah, he loves it. And the new school, same home, same environment that he was in before. So the new school was the only new thing that happened in this world. Yes. Okay. And a new baby. <laughs> oh, okay. New school, new baby. 
baby. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Baby here. Okay. He's no longer the baby of the family. So, oh. 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 how many children are there? Three. Three children. So he's the middle child at this point. Yes, uh, an older Got sister it. and now a baby sister. Got it. Okay. And how old is the baby? Eight months. All right. So let's go back. Let's go back. So when, and what, what is this fine young man's name? What is his name? Evan. Evan. When you think back, you know, we have an eight-month-old baby, okay? So if we go with clockwork and we go with, with natural development of, of human nature here and children, you know, about a six-month period when the child was six months, the baby was six months. That's when these behaviors really became very apparent. So you take, so the six months would have been um, November. Let's just take November. Tell me about November with Evan. Hmm. New school. Okay, so we had all the transitions from the new school. So that would have been compounded. So all that change and transition for him there. Okay, so he started school in September, correct? Or August? Late September. August. Yeah. So October would have been a really, a really difficult time for him and, and, and challenging behaviors, kind of testing things out. So you're, you're telling me you didn't see anything challenging up to that point? I'm trying to remember. I feel like, obviously, when the baby was first born, they were better behaved because they knew mommy needed to take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. Children hold it together. They hold it together for about three months. Um, and the fourth month is when they start unraveling. So that's about normal pattern. That's why I'm kind of trying to help you see the pattern mm-hmm. here. So if we go back, he's, the baby's eight months now. So four months, you know, that would have been the unraveling time. So if he didn't unravel then, he's unraveling now. Mm-hmm. But he was unraveling then. That's what I'm trying to make you right. aware of. And that, that got kind of skated over. Okay. So he's now really, very loud now in his behavior. Very loud. So defiant, yes. In my face, defiant. Yes, yeah. And he was never like that before. Okay. So what would you say uh, in the routine of, of 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 your life right now? You have the new baby. You have three children all together. Two that are in school, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Where does Evan fit in that daily routine of getting things done would is he is he is he feeling capable of putting his own shoes on oh yes is he feeling capable of doing his homework yes is he feeling capable of helping out with things around the house sometimes okay is he feeling capable with the ability to communicate his feelings and thoughts to you or do you feel that's part that's kind of shutting down with him yeah that might be it but you know I, i'm trying to think if he's really been the type to talk about his feelings anyways okay. he won't tell you hey so-and-so at school did something and I really was upset about Oh, that. no, no, no. No, he does. Okay. Definitely does. Okay. That has not changed. No. Okay. And we've gone from a very, according to you, a very average kid to a child now who's very defiant. So when you say, don't put the keys in the ignition, and he's sitting there with the keys and the ignition, it's right there. Right. And he looked at you. He, he just put them right in there and turned it off. Yes. What, where were you in the time that you said, don't put the keys in the ignition? Where was your energy and your time and your... I was with the baby, breastfeeding the baby. Breastfeeding. Okay. All right. So, and we were dropping the other daughter off at Bellic. So we sit so, in the car while we're waiting for sister to get ready. So, what do you think, Evan? Let's just don't look at what he did. What was he trying to say at that moment? Just, I need I'm attention. Ho- I'm holding the keys. I'm holding the keys. Mm-hmm. These keys are really cool. I, I know what they ballet. do. <laughs> I don't want to be a ballet. <laughs> You're feeding the baby again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm not going to, you know, it's not rocket science, but it's right. also, it's, it's, you know, we got to understand it. He's trying to be very clear. Yeah. How could you get to know him again? What, what, what is it that you feel that you're, you're disconnected with him about? When you see him, let's just start the morning. When you first see him, what does he ask from you? Does he say, mom, could you hold me? Or mom, could you rub my back? Mom. Oh yeah. He's always asking for hugs, but he's been like that forever. He's okay. like my 
cuddle. So he's a cuddle. cuddle. He's a, yeah. Okay. So I mean, this is this is his need. This is his. He's telling you that I need from the minute I wake up in the morning, I need you to pay attention to my physical needs because he's a physical child. So I know it's going to be tough. You got three balancing here, but for the first two minutes that he wakes up in the morning, I need you to go to him mm-hmm. and I need you to be really clear on your physical contact with him in a positive way. Yeah. Positive physical contact. He needs to be held. He needs to be rubbed. He needs to be talked to. He needs to have that caressing. That totally makes sense. Cause now I'm even thinking this morning they came into the room and the baby had been awake since five 30. So they came in at seven 30 and I was putting her back down to sleep and you know, they came in excited. And I remember thinking, good morning, go brush, yeah, be quiet and go brush your teeth. Oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, like I missed that opportunity. It to- was, and that, and that's, yeah. It, it, you're in survival mode. You're, you're 100 right. in survival like, mode. Like I didn't and, and, and you should yeah. be, and you should be. So we just need to be a, a little reminders of the basics. Okay. Your children have basic, basic needs, and if you talk about the love languages and all those, you know, right. things that we can throw out there, but it's just the basic things. So look at what their need is. So he's a very sensory, physical, sensory child. Mm-hmm. For him to feel love, compassion, connectedness to the family and to you. It has to be physical. So if you look at his behavior of his tantrum and his defiance, mm-hmm. he's doing everything possible that's physical, right? You're going to uh-huh. touch him. You're going to pull those keys away from Got him. It. You're going to pull a lollipop out of his mouth. I'm going to throw that wrapper away. I'm going Everything he's doing is very physical, right? To get you drawn into his. So we need to go back and start the day as two minutes, literally two minutes of that morning. Right. Give him what he needs because he will spend less time all day long seeking that out so you're going to connect to him because that's that's a disconnect defiance is a disconnect against all ages all stages defiance is a disconnect with people reality understanding all those things so we have to reconnect right and then he'll begin to trust right and if he trusts you right then he's going to be more attuned to really what you want that totally makes sense yeah. So that's how we're going to start with Evan. All right. I'll give him cuddles when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. Cuddles when you get home. And then when you, when you, when you pick him up from school, you've got to reintroduce that when you pick him up from school. Too. Right. So when he gets in that car, the last thing out of your mouth is, Evan, how was school today? The first thing out of your mouth is, Evan, it's so good to see you. Mm-hmm. And touch him in some way. If you're out of the car, if it's a carpool, reach behind your seat, rub mm-hmm. his leg. If you're out of the car... He's not going to want to embrace you because he's his age, but he is, you know, you can at least attempt or when you're getting into the car, just do something for him. Touch him. Do something. Thank you. He just needs that. He needs to reconnect. Yes. He's feeling very, very disconnected. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a normal thing we all get into. We get so overwhelmed with day to day. Right. Right. Survival mode. Survival, survival. Let's get the baby fish. Don't wake the baby. Right. Go brush your teeth. Let's get on with our routine. Let's get on with the schedule. We got to get going. He, children know how to slow things down for us right. very quickly. Okay. Thank you so much. You're that welcome. totally makes sense. Wow. Yeah. We need to reconnect. And yeah. yeah. Like kids can keep, like we have similar things here and there, maybe not so dramatically back to back like that, but. I think the disconnecting thing makes you want to be like, just get this, get out of my face, you know, sort of thing. Like, like they're wanting to connect, but they're really yeah. pushing you away in a way, right? You know, and just getting our head in the right place can help. I love this one statement and it's written everywhere in my life. It's a love me when I least deserve it because that's when I need it the most. This is one of those moments. Love him. How does he know what love is? And with him, we know, we hundred percent, we know it's physical touch. Love me when I least deserve it because that's when I need it the most. This is one of those moments right there. 
And so let's go back to the defiance. Can we go back to the moment of defiance? Because now we know what to do to, to avoid it, but now we got to deal with the defiance. Right. Right. So let's, can we look at that just for a second? Yes, please. Okay. So, <laughs> because at so that he, point I was so like, he started the I, car. Don't, I don't want to look at you right now. Like, yeah, you need to sit yeah. right there right now yeah. while I get the baby. I, just don't look at me. Like, <laughs> well, and all he wanted was, all he wanted was for me to look at him. And I was like, yeah. don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm so angry. Yeah, of course. He went against what you asked. So he did, he did, let's just go back. He did turn the engine on. The engine is now on. Okay. The engine is now running. At that moment, it would be finish up what you can, but you've got to turn that engine off. That's a safety issue. Right. Right. So you might have to put the baby down real quick or bend over and just take his hand with his hand and guide that engine off versus grabbing those keys and just turning it off. Say, say, Evan, this is not safe. The engine has to go off. Right. With his hand, guide it off. Okay. And then with his hands, pull those keys out and say, I'm going to let you hold on to those keys, but I do not want you to start that car. I need you to hold those keys while I finish beating your sister. Okay. What I know our first instinct is to grab those keys out of his hand, mm-hmm. but those keys represent something really important. They represent you, your control, right? Mm-hmm. Keys represent control. And he would have a piece of you there that he knew how to control. So he was going to hold on to those tight. I don't like to take that piece out. If, if they do more damage, yes. But if you, if you can teach him how to stop, because our whole idea is stop the behavior, know what his needs are, hold those keys. But if he's going to cause more damage on the keys, then you can say, you know, I'm going to, I need those keys. Please hand them to me. You have to kind of see how the scene goes. Right. But our first panic is to pull them out and pull them away from him. Which I did. And that causes then that next piece of, the lollipop situation. The lollipop. <laughs> he went to the he went to the next the next piece the next piece. He's part like, right? part two. Yep. Part yeah. two. Got it. So so we have the lollipop. It's in his mouth. It's okay. He needs he needs physical touch to transition out right. of this. He's in a funk. He's in that. I need help here, Evan. You've turned the car on. I asked you not to do that. Now you're putting a lollipop in your mouth. I asked you not to do that too. I know you want the lollipop, and I know you don't want to be here with your sisters and have to do ballet. He needs to hear that too. He needs to hear that he's putting an effort in to be there as much as you are. And we, sometimes we forget to acknowledge our children are going along with this stuff with us. Right. And they don't want to be there as much as you don't want to be. Well, I'm not going to say you don't want to be there, but You're right, it's one more thing we have to be there for. <laughs> right. Okay. Acknowledge, you know, I know this is tough. I know you don't want to be here right now, sitting in the parking lot, waiting for your sister on ballet. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I know a lollipop right now would really keep your mouth busy and you found it. I'm going to let you have a lollipop, eat it. And then when you're all done, we'll talk about why these behaviors, why, why you feel like you need to do everything I ask you not to do. Okay. Because that one piece of him nurturing himself, mm-hmm. right? He took that lollipop. Yeah, it's a lovely candy, but he's also got to calm himself down. He also got time to think mm-hmm. as he eats that. Right. Instead, I grabbed it out of his mouth and <laughs> threw it away. And I, and I, I get it. I mean, uh, we have to respond. We have to respond oh, because well, what, what did you want your Sarah? What did you want your child to learn at the moment? You better listen to me. Yes. Yeah. You better do not get defy me. me. Do not defy me. Okay. And he's just telling mom, just uh, hello. I'm here. Right. Uh, I'm doing something. I'm here. Look at me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I don't want you to think that I'm giving in to these children, but I also you gotta understand what he's trying to say. You've got to understand that moment. Yes, they're being defiant, but yes, you can. It's like with anything. We don't talk to children in the moment that we are most angry. Right. Because nothing gets heard. And when our children are in that defiant mode, he's in a, he's a, in a mood right then. I mean, he's not going to listen either. So if we could calm it down, give everyone some space and say, we do need to talk about this. There's two things that have really, really not gone right. We do need to talk about this. 
finish that lollipop, and let's then we will talk. And think about when he's eating a lollipop, how much thinking he's going to do. He actually will, because mm-hmm. he knows. He knows what he's done. He knows it. And he'll eat that lollipop for a long time. <laughs> It'll be the longest lollipop you've ever had. <laughs> okay. But he just he needs some time and and, and you. And it isn't um, a major, let's take him a Disneyland trip. It's, I'm just going to give you some time and my patience a little more and help him through this. Yeah, this is great. Can we share this with my husband, too? Mm-hmm. Light bulb just went on. And it's, it's not just with him. It's with all the children. Find what their needs are. Right. Find what their needs are. Your older older child is a boy or girl? Girl. Girl. What, what is her needs? What is, what is she What does she long for? What is... What is she doing? Because I'm sure I'm sure she's really taking on the role of helping you. Oh, she's my right hand man. Okay, yeah. so what, so tell me, because what is she helping you with? What is she? She jumps up and does does everything. Okay, so I do not leave without her because okay. <laughs> she's my right hand man. Okay, so she she I mean she's clearly that's how she communicates. That's how she nurtures. So how could you take care of her? And how could you surprise her in the morning? What would be something that you could give her in the morning that would really like you know I I did this for you. Right. So that's what she does for you. Right. How could you feed her? Because she's going to eventually get tired of that role. Yeah. More words of affirmation, I think. Okay. But that's not just like thank you, but more like a clear name and what you did. Right. Okay, so a few ideas. How old is she? Nine. Nine. Okay. Oh boy. This is great. Nine year old. Three things I want to do for you, the nine year old. The nine year old, I want you to on her bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. I want you to get a dry erase marker. And when she goes to bed at night, I want you to write messages on that dry with that dry erase on the mirror. It comes right off. Just write it on there. So you're going to put her name. You're going to say, what's Violet. Violet. Violet, you were amazing today helping me with blah, 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 blah. Okay. And and you write, you know, heart and mall. Love it. Okay. Dry erase. It comes right off. It'll clear up. Okay. Number two, I want you and Violet to get a journal. This is a notebook just for the two of you, mm-hmm. and you are going to have messages. You're going to write Violet a message in this notebook, and you're going to hide it under her pillow or somewhere in her room that she knows. And this is going to be your communication because right now she's taking a lot of roles, a very some big roles, um, of helping you, being that confidant with you, and she knows it, and she takes pleasure in that. So this is going to be your relationship where you can communicate about things because nine-year-old, we're heading into a lot of stressors of it peers, with friends, with non-friends, with classmates, with all, all these things are going to start coming, bombarding are very quick here. So it's just a way to communicate. It, it's when you write Violet or something you're going to say, you know, I, affirmations once again, and then, you know, if there's other time you need to talk, just write it in this book. Let me know. Or we can talk in the car when we're driving somewhere. You're going to write little messages of, I love you. And, you know, something might be proud of her or something that she might be struggling with. And then she can write back to you and hide it somewhere that you both agree. So it'll be in your room or some space that you can, she can leave that for you. And it might come every night. It might come every week. It might come every month, back and forth, back and forth. But it's a really nice time to start a communication with her. I love it. If she hasn't already, she has pupervescent things going to be going on. And it's just a nice way to communicate with her. It's good to start this now before those preteen years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, and she's lost right now and where she belongs in her with their friendships right now, just with all the drama going on, but also in our home. I mean, she is now, once again, the oldest child and a lot of expectations. So she needs to be that child still and to be able to talk to you and know that she's not going to be bothering you when she asks a question. Right. But it's a, it's a 
good time that you'll be able to sit and read that and write back to her. But those are two things I would definitely, and then notes in her lunchbox or notes around the house where her posted notes work really well. But she definitely sounds like word of affirmation. So that can be easily done by quick little post-it notes. Um, She's my bookworm, my reader, my writer. So so. you could hide stuff in her books then. You could hide little post-it notes in there with Mm -hmm. messages that you appreciate her and you get her. That's great. Thank you. We, we focus so much on the defiance. We focus so much on the action of the children, the lollipop, the turning the key uh, in the car, the audience around us, the, all these pieces. We look at the behaviors and we do not really look at what's causing those behaviors. And I think this is a great example of the nonverbal communication here, the, the fact that the child's doing things um, to get mom to stop him, to get mom to look at him, to get mom to pay attention to him. He has a new baby in the house. He has an older sister. And now we have a child who is going off to ballet, you know, for his sister, doesn't really want to be there. But it's that process and understanding that when we are there, that we can do a better job at connecting to our children. We can do a better job at understanding that, you know what, maybe my child doesn't want to be there as much as I want to be there. And we got to find ways to nurture that relationship, to understand that, that feeling and to connect with them. And it isn't just about connecting at that moment. It's connecting also little times of the day that we can tell our children, I'm here. I get you. I understand you. And we can get through this together is really what it comes down to. And what I encourage this family to do is really look at what are the needs of the children individually. Evan is a very physical child. He likes physical touch. So he needs that connection starting at the very beginning of the day to um, that moment when taking that key out of that ignition, it's not just yanking the keys out of his hand. It's guiding his hand to turn off that engine, that physical touch, looking at him after the fact and saying, Evan, No, that is not safe. I hear you. I get it now. You want me to pay attention to you. That's what he wanted to begin with, to hear. And now that's uh, why we get the behaviors that we do. Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of Stephen Morell. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of today's podcast. You can reach us at everydayparentingpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydayparentingpodcast, or Twitter, where our handle is podcastparents. To make sure you catch our next episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or however you download podcasts. And make sure you rate us. It helps more people find us.